ladies and gentlemen, I am back, and this is episode 56 of the Toe Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back like Jordan after the first retirement. I'm back and better like Eric Bischoff's WWE theme song, and I'm ready to rise up like Aleister Black in the theme song. We're about to do this thing now. Ladies and gentlemen. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line of the show. Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. I am hype. I'm going to jump right on into it. I'm not going to waste any more of your time. You know where you can find me. I got it listed in this video. You don't know where you can find me. Just check out all the spots on Twitter. So we're going to hop into best thing, funniest thing like we always do. And the funniest thing I've seen all week was Kevin Owens. I got to admit, it was so strange to see Kevin Owens pander to the crowd and like be a face for the crowd. When he's been dogging the crowd for years. But I got to admit, it kind of works and it kind of has some sustainability to it. I'm interested in to face Kevin Owens and to roll Kevin Owens just going off as a face. I can buy into it. I just found it so funny that he was pandering to the crowd ass like he was one of the people. And he said he was one of the people. I just burst out laughing when he said that. But I'm interested in it. It was still funny, however. Best thing I've seen all week, excuse me, was Triple H cutting that promo on Dave Batista. It started off kind of strange. I didn't like the Richard Fleer stuff. I, you know, I don't like that in wrestling, but it is what it is. He finished it very strong. He went at Batista, said he wasn't getting in the ring with the game. He was getting in the ring with the man. So I enjoyed every bit of that. Triple H cut off fire. Our promo on Batista, I enjoyed every bit of that. That was best thing, funniest thing that I've seen this week. So we're going to hop right on into this thing. It is the fast lane, WWE fast lane build and it's the fast lane preview and prediction show this week episode 56 as i mentioned so it has been quite interesting i gotta say that fast lane they need to get rid of fast lane because it really hampers the build to wrestlemania we're only fast lanes this sunday we're only a few weeks out from wrestlemania so we got guys like seth rollins who needs to be building towards the wwe title He's caught up in this build with the Shield. Asuka, who needs to be building toward the WrestleMania um, title matchup, is caught up in a feud with Mandy Rose, and the list goes on and on. And, like, this really takes away from what we have with Baz, uh, with the WrestleMania build. If I'm not mistaken, I don't remember, but if I'm not mistaken, it used to just be Elimination Chamber, and we're on to the road to WrestleMania. We used to just have this entire month and what was left of February to build all the way to the beginning of April. And that was just glorious. Just this fascinating main event just takes away from all the build. So we're about to hop right on into it. And boy, we're going to start right at the top. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch for the right to get into the WrestleMania main event. I, versus Ronda Rousey. We'll see if it's just a singles match between Charlotte Flair and uh, Ronda Rousey or a triple threat match with Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey. Boy, this just whew, threw me for a loop last Monday night. So I'm coming in from a parade and I'm watching Raw late 
and it's about 12 o'clock I get in and I'm like okay I'm just gonna go ahead and watch Raw because if I go on ahead and go to sleep I'm not I'm just gonna read the results so I watch Raw and during the course of Raw the suspension of Becky Lynch has been lifted and I'm like okay why like this makes no sense where is Vince on all of this he is the one that levied the suspension how can Stephanie just lift it like that like no explanation you're not going to give me no any, any any kind of explanation on that the suspension is just lifted just because and not only is it lifted you reward Becky Lynch who has been showing up week after week despite her being suspended you reward her with a title match and like I'm like what kind of sense does that make it is nonsensical and it has been nonsensical I'm going to get into that later on in this in this very uh, topic i'm gonna get into it so we have the parameters of the match and it is that becky lynch has to sign a hold harmless agreement for her to be in the match so now becky lynch has to sign a hold harmless agreement you just have to stick with me here at first when it was becky lynch versus ronda rousey they wanted her to see the doctors like she if she didn't see the doctors she was suspended she got suspended because she because she wouldn't see the doctors excuse me so now all she has to do is sign a hold harmless agreement and she gets to be in the match like what is going on here like, I do not get it whatsoever. So we get to the final uh, segment of the night. And it's there's Rhonda, excuse me, there's Becky and there's Charlotte. And they're going at it. Then Rhonda Rousey comes storming down. And the first thing Rhonda Rousey does, and she starts making terms to the match. She's like, no, Stephanie, like, this is not what I wanted. I wanted you to put a Becky Lynch into the match. I didn't want to be taken away from it. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, what? You don't get to make the terms? You vacated the title. That makes no sense. And Stephanie said as much. She said, you vacated the title. You don't get to make the terms. And Rhonda said, well, no, I didn't vacate the title. That's not what I meant. And like, you don't get to lay the belt down as champion and say, no, that's not what I meant. No, you vacated the title. None of this makes sense here. Like, what are we doing here? So... Stephanie, not the Stephanie McMahon that I know, not the, the, the growling, fierce, angry Stephanie McMahon. She just hands Ronda Rousey the title back. Like, what kind of sense does that make? Okay, Ronda, you can just have the title back. Here, here you go. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you just give Ronda the title back and go, oh, okay, Ronda's the champion now again. So, Stephanie, she booked the match. For the vacant title, Ronda Rousey, excuse me, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. And now the title is no longer on the line. We still have Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. But now it's for the right for Becky Lynch to get in the title match at WrestleMania. Like, what are we doing with our lives here? It's no longer for the title? Like, this makes no sense. Charlotte should be the champion. I'm at the point now from a storyline standpoint to where I think Charlotte should be awarded the title. It's the only thing that makes sense. Becky was suspended. Ronda laid down the title. So Charlotte should actually be handed the title here. It makes no sense. Like sometimes, I swear, I just want to walk into the WWE creative room and just say, use your common sense. This is stupid. This is stupid. Like you can't 
WWE. You're killing me. Like, I give you 31 years of my wrestling career. And this is how you repay me with this storyline? You're killing me. And I hope y'all get that reference. If you frequent Twitter every day, you, you should get that reference. But back to the topic at hand. Like, that was actually something good to come out of this. I ride the Rousey turning heel. I've been calling for that for weeks now. On the podcast, actually, if you follow along on the podcast, I've been calling for that. And this goes all the way back when it was uh, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey in a singles match. I said, look, you need to turn Ronda Rousey heel. Because based on this fact, we're not going to stop loving Becky Lynch. It just is what it is. And at this point, the crowd wants to hate Ronda Rousey for the most point because she opposes Becky Lynch. So they just need to go ahead and turn her heel. It makes for a good Ronda Rousey character as well. I said uh, on Twitter that she needed to go at the crowd. And she went at the crowd. And it was glorious. She turned heel. I loved every bit of it. It was phenomenally done. The beatdown on Becky Lynch. I wanted to see that too. We got a nice beatdown on Becky Lynch. That was well done as well. But Ronda Rousey did one thing that is just like a no-no in wrestling. If you go back weeks and weeks ago, Ronda Rousey said that uh, she could beat Becky Lynch with her bare hands. Like, this was when they faced off. And Ronda got the mic back. Says she can beat down Becky Lynch with her bare hands. Now, you can file that under a wrestling term. You know, you kind of file that under wrestling. But Ronda Rousey said something to the effect of, I can go rogue on both of these girls, Stephanie McMahon, and you know it. And, like, you cannot say that. Because once you say that, you cannot file that under wrestling terms. Like, everybody doesn't pick it up. But enough of us picks up the fact that Ronda Rousey is saying, yeah, if this was a real fight, I could beat both of you up. And we both know that to be true. But what you are basically saying is that if I lose this WrestleMania match, it's because I didn't go rogue. I could have went rogue, but I just let them win. So you kind of bury the competitors in the match when you say that. You cannot say that or else once you say Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, like, why are they even there? Because we know Ronda Rousey has just stated it publicly to everyone that she can go rogue. And, like, for the most part, her promo was well written, except for that part. I did not like that. You cannot say that in the wrestling ring when we know the match is predetermined already. You cannot say that and be like, okay, the, the only reason why I lost is because I didn't go rogue. You can't say that. So... Other than that, we got a good Ronda Rousey heel turn, but we cut to Stephanie McMahon in the back. And Char Charlie, excuse me, says that, uh, Stephanie, don't you think that she did Ronda a favor? Because she did do her a favor. And Stephanie McMahon says, no, I didn't do a Ronda Rousey a favor at all. Like, I'm sick to my stomach as to what Ronda Rousey did. She should be ashamed of herself. And I'm like, what is going on here? Am I in the Twilight Zone? And, like, I didn't have the benefit of watching Raw while on Twitter because I like to gauge the, the reaction of the people that I follow on Twitter because I follow a lot of knowledgeable wrestling fans and I like to gauge their opinion and based upon the minds as well to determine the fact as if I'm being too rough on the situation or not and I'm just watching this alone and I'm freaking out and I'm like who this makes no sense it is so stupid and I I'm wondering, am I, if I'm, am I being too rough? Because I don't have the benefit of looking at others' opinions here. 
And I'm watching this, and I'm like, you did do Ronda Rousey a favor. But now you're backstage and you're big, fat Stephanie McMahon. Like, you want to go at Ronda Rousey? Not not in her face now? Why don't you just go out there and suspend her for her actions? Like, I don't get that whatsoever, man. And Charlie asks asks her, do you regret any of your moves? And Stephanie says, well, that's tough to say right now. I want to just wait back and see what happens. What are you waiting back for? Like, I don't get any of this, man. And it has really, I told people, and it wasn't just me. It was a lot of people saying it at the time. When Charlotte got added to the match, there was a contingent that was saying, you know what? It just needs to be Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. And it was a contingent saying, well, no, Charlotte, why y'all tripping? Charlotte adds to the storyline. And I told people, like, this is going to get complicated. And I've been saying for quite some while, and and just not me, many people. I've been saying for quite some while that WWE is going to overcomplicate the situation when they had it simple from the start. Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. Becky wants to be the man again. Ronda Rousey is currently, quote, unquote, the man. And to be the man, you got to beat the man. People were eating that up. It was on fire and they went and they complicated it they added the mcmahon's they added charlotte to all of this and now it makes no sense and week by week i'm losing interest into a match that i thought i'd have huge interest in becky lynch versus ronda rise now it's becky lynch versus ronda rise versus charlotte eventually and they had the crazy thing is they had the out to make it the triple threat in the Royal Rumble when Becky Lynch got added by someone that wasn't a McMahon. All Charlotte had to do was come out and say that a McMahon didn't add our person of authority, didn't add us, so I should be added to this. That's all he had to do. Instead, they went all the way around the world to get us this stupid match that we have now that I got to make a prediction on. So I expect it to be a phenomenal match, but Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Obviously, Becky Lynch is winning here, but it makes no sense because you can't have Becky injured Lynch. And that's another thing. Why are they still selling this injury? Becky Lynch is doing this arm and she's bending her leg. She beat down Charlotte at Survivor Series or whichever pay-per-view it was when she went ham with the uh, crutch. I can't remember which pay-per-view it was. She already knows all the injury, and they still have her out there, quote-unquote, injured. So you're going to have an injured Becky Lynch beating Charlotte Flair at Fast Lane, which... All this 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 just blows my mind at how they've screwed this up. Just impossible. So moving on, we have Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens, and this is another storyline that has a lot going on to it. Kevin Owens took a Kofi Kingston's place and it created quite the conversation. Pretty much all of the kind of conversation has been, well, I guess they're gonna go with Kofi at WrestleMania, to which I'm all for that. But we have Kevin Owens as a face here and the momentum he has, the crowd really loves him as a face. But I, if you're going to debut him as a face, why have him debut in such a heel manner with Vince McMahon giving him the match? Like, he debuted as a heel, but they want him to be a face. I don't mind face Kevin Owens. Like I said earlier, I think it's very believable. It's funny, but it's believable. I buy it. Uh, but we have Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens here. And, like, something has to give here. Kevin Owens is in a situation to where... Look, he's debuting as a face. He needs to keep this momentum. The crowd loves him. And 
I don't think he needs to be losing out to Daniel Bryan. And eventually, if he gets added to the match at WrestleMania, I don't think he needs to be losing out there. But Kofi Kingston needs to win that match at WrestleMania as well. So we have quite the situation. As it pertains to this match, I see a dusty finish happening here. Daniel Bryan needs a win. He takes so many losses as champion to where he needs a win right now. He, it's much like Johnny Impact in so many clean impact uh clean losses in impact excuse me to where he needed a big win and he got it on in the most recent uh pay-per-view or special on impact i think daniel bryan needs a win here badly and it's gonna come in a dusty fashion he's gonna get the win here against kevin owens gonna come in a dusty fashion kevin owens is gonna have a case to have a rematch and i think that's gonna go down at wrestlemania it's gonna be another Triple threat at WrestleMania, Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. That is just my opinion. And I don't know where they're going to go with Kevin Owens. He really needs some, to maintain some type of momentum as a face. I wouldn't have debuted him in a title match. I would have had him debut somewhere lower, maybe the United States Championship. Somewhere in the big level feud, I would have had him debut there. But we have ourselves here. I think Daniel Bryan picks up the win. Then, but Kevin Owens is going to have a case for a rematch after Fast Lane. I can almost guarantee it. So moving on, we have The Shield. <sighs> Another thing that just blows my mind. Versus Drew McIntyre, versus Baron Corbin, versus Bobby Lashley. So The Shield is back together, ladies and gentlemen. And Roman came back, had a very heartfelt speech. Very glad that he's beating Leukemia. I'm happy to see him back. But the formation of The Shield I am ticked off about it. I do not want to see it whatsoever. So you mean to tell me? And I ranted and raved about this Monday night as well. There's another case to where I was like, am I too hard on the situation here? But I couldn't judge it off anything because I was the only one online. It was like 12, 1, 2 in the morning at the time. So I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, Roman wasn't once. It was a decent enough opening segment. Roman wanted, wanted the Shields to be back together because he wanted his boys to be back together because you never know in life. How many days you have left? I felt that I felt that, that was well written. And I understand it from Roman's point. Seth said that he didn't want it to happen. And I understood that. Initially, Dean didn't want it as well. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, they written, they wrote a good storyline, and like nobody wants it outside of Roman. I can understand that. If it's gonna get back written back together, at least make it to where it, it has some type of sense in it and not just thrown together well we got it all thrown together baron corbin bobby lashley and elias is all right drew mcintyre's land a beat down on dean uh the, the shield excuse me uh seth rollins and roman reigns two-thirds of the shield excuse me so dean ambrose is up in the crowd and i'm like please don't come down because it makes no sense whatsoever Dean Ambrose comes running down and saves the day, and they fist pound. Like, what sense that is, does that make? Dean Ambrose has been blowing these guys off the entire night. And, like, he's back together with them just like that. Roman Reigns, like, the dude turned on Seth Rollins the night of your announcement, and now you just accept the dude back just like that? That makes no sense whatsoever. Like, of course, fans are going to like it because... They remember the shield, how great the shield was, what the shield stood for, and they want to see it back because Dean Ambrose may or may not be leaving. Uh, that's up in the air as far as I'm concerned. 
But we have this match, The Shield versus Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin versus Bobby Lashley. I think the result is not in question here. The Shield is obviously going to win. It's Roman Reigns' first match back. But I see a lot of theories going around. A lot of people want to see a heel turn either from Roman Reigns. And I don't think that's going to happen because they finally have the, the crowd cheering the guy 100%. So I don't see a heel turn coming here whatsoever. But it would be interesting. A lot of people want to see. I've seen on Twitter this circulating. And boy, this should make me pull out my hair. People want to see that uh, Dean Ambrose turn on Seth and Roman. Like, we, you want to play that out again? That just happened like a couple of months ago. Why do it again? Like, I don't want to see that happen. At the end of the day, I don't think any heel turns will happen here. Roman Reigns will win. He will get the pinfall. Superman punch over somebody who will take the pinfall. The Shield wins here. So next up. And I'm talking about just putting my hair out left and right. Oscar versus Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose picks up a pinfall win over Oscar. We haven't seen Oscar in months. And Oscar just reappears. And the first thing that happens is Mandy Rose picks up a win over Oscar. Roll up win, if I'm not mistaken. And it's like, really? That's what we're doing with Oscar here. So we don't see Oscar again. It's Mandy Rose versus Naomi. And we get this pitiful 50 second match. Mandy Rose picks up a win over Naomi. What, what is even the point with Naomi right now? I don't even want to see her. They're not even treating her with any type of respect. So Mandy Rose is backing up. She's getting ready to go out. And then we see uh, Oscar come out of nowhere. She lays the beat down on Mandy Rose. So we have Oscar versus Mandy Rose. And this is another case. Why are we doing this at Fast Lane? Like, what is the point? Oscar's gonna win here, and it's gonna be fairly convincing. Mandy Rose has no no chance here whatsoever to pick up a win. Oscar will be your victor here. So I don't even know what's gonna happen, to Oscar. I'm assuming that you know I don't even know what's gonna happen because I'm assuming that it's gonna be a letdown match at uh, WrestleMania for Oscar, somebody that we're not gonna even be interested in. I'm assuming it's going to be Lacey Evans. We'll see as time goes on. So next up, we have a title match on the line. And it is Mick Miz versus the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And here we are again. I thought rematches didn't matter. The Boy, that, that lasted long. Rematches are a thing of the past. Until Shane McMahon wants his rematch back. So we have Shane McMahon. And the Miz versus the Usos. We had a decent enough segment. And the Miz picked up a win over Jay Uso, if I'm not, uh, if I remember correctly, over this recent episode of SmackDown. And we have a situation here. I'm going to go to Don Callis. Don Callis had a profile statement. He said that he doesn't want to see cool heels anymore in wrestling. And I can't go that far. But I understood the premise of what he was saying. And the premise is playing out in this feud. We have the Usos who are cool heels. And sometimes cool heels are good. But you have situations like these to where Shane McMahon and the Miz are playing the face. And they can't really get over enough with the crowd. Because the crowd loves the Usos because they're too cool. And now they are the cool heels. But Shane McMahon and the Miz can't get over because they cannot relate to the crowd they cannot get over on the Usos as faces so the, I don't know who's playing a face here because the Usos are too cool as heels and the crowd loves them but we have this matchup and this is where I expect the dissension 
uh, to take place with Shane McMahon and the Miz. We're finally going to have the big breakup, or at least I hope. That's for your winners of the match. The Usos are going to win the match. I expect the breakup. We're in the Miz's hometown, so they're in somebody's hometown. Something has to go down. They're not going to win. I expect the breakup of the Miz and Shane McMahon here, which leads to the Usos picking up the victory at WWE Fast Lane. So moving on, we have another tag team title match. It is the Boston Hub Connection versus Nia Jax and Tamina. And it is for the Women's Tag Team Championships. And I got to say that I have not been interested in this feud whatsoever. I'm sorry. But I love me some Sasha. I love me some Bailey. But I'm just not interested in Nia Jax and Tamina. I don't know if I'm alone on that. I don't know if I'm being too hard on them. But I'm just not interested in them. Uh, the singles matches with Bailey and Nia Jax and Sasha Banks and Tamina have not been very interested in at all in my opinion look i like the, the women's tag team championships i want them to succeed very much but i'm just not interested in this particular feud if they would have ran the riot squad and bailey and sasha maybe that would have been something that would have been interesting it would have been overly done but it still would have been a what i would have considered a fantastic match but I don't expect this to be a fantastic match. I hope they I hope that proved me wrong. I hope it is a fantastic match because it is very important for the ladies. Uh, it is very important for the ladies' tag team division. So I'm wishing the best for it. But the Boston Hug Connection will pick up the win here. It is their very first title of defense. They will pick up the win here. So next up we have the revival. Versus Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable in a triple threat match for the tag team titles. This came about when we had the Revival versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. And Chad Gable and Bobby Roode got involved, which and once that happened, you're like, okay, we're going to have a triple threat match at Fast Lane. So here we are. This, is, this qualifies definitely as a show stealer. Uh, look, I consider the term show stealer, you cannot be the show. Like, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair cannot qualify as show stealer, in my opinion. This does qualify as show stealer to me, and I think it's going to be a phenomenal match. I don't really enjoy Alistair Black and Ricochet being a tag team. They're doing a good job, per se. I don't hate it. I really think that they should have debuted as singles character, because... As singles characters, excuse me, because them as a tag team, it really takes away from each other, if you ask me. Because I think they are much better as single stars. And we'll see how it all turns out going forward. I expect it at the least to be a phenomenal match. But at the end of the day, I think this result is fairly obvious. The Revival just won the tag team titles. They have been struggling to pick up victory, so they need a victory, much like Daniel Bryan needs a victory. They're going to win. And Bobby Roode and Chad Gable is in this match to take the pinfall because you can't have Alistair Black and Ricochet taking the pinfall this early into their debut. So the Revival will pick up the victory here. Last up, we have Andretti versus Rey Mysterio. This is on the kickoff. And uh, this is really going to be on the kickoff. I think they've really blown it with Andretti and Rey Mysterio because this is a few that really should have been big time and they've blown it on SmackDown. I mean, the matches were stupendous. Match of the year, candidates on SmackDown. But at this point, it needs to be for something 
at this stage, we've already seen them go off time and time again. Like, at this point, it needs to be for something. Like, as some type of title or some type of significance needs to be placed on this match. It shouldn't just be on the kickoff. It is a WrestleMania-worthy match. Like, we need to have some type of stipulation going forward. But here it stands on the kickoff. It's going to be another banger. But I wish it would be for something more and not on the kickoff. At the end of the day, I think Rey Mysterio is going to pick up the win here. And the fear, I think it's going to continue because I don't really see these guys going anywhere else outside of fighting each other or wrestling each other next month or this coming month heading into WrestleMania. I think it's going to continue and we'll see how it all turns out going forward. Rey Mysterio picks up the win here. So that is it for episode 56 of the Too Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Let me know your thoughts on anything WWE Fastlane. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. The Mist, that is the Women's Championship feud with Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. Let me know all of your thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter, at OMGCoreyB, or at 2 Sweet P-O-D. You can hit me up on Periscope as well, at 2 Sweet P-O-D. And also in the YouTube comments, feel free to leave your thoughts. I will respond to anything.